Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your girl Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to Down for the Count. So today we are going to get our podcast up finally. I apologize for it being late. It's all my fault. Please don't take it out on the girls. It's my fault. We had a special guest this week, Miss Tirza Lynn. If you want to follow her on her social media, she has a Twitter. It's Tirza Dance Star. And if you want to follow her on her Instagram, it's at I am Tirza Lynn. She is a dancer by trade. She also is a wrestler. So you can contact her via her social media and we're going to get into the show. So this week, we talked about wrestling, of course. We also gave you our opinions on the Dark Side of the Ring Part 1, because at that time, that's what came out. And we talked about Braun Strowman's statements against the indie wrestlers affected by the coronavirus and the pandemic status of the whole entire world basically shutting down. So... More specifically, the United States shutting down, costing them their livelihood. And we're going to talk about that and so much more. So if you guys want to hear all about that, please don't hesitate to continue listening to Down for the Count. And I will let you guys get into the show. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode I have no idea of Down for the Count. Uh, My name is Nicole. I have myself and Tiffany with us today. Say hi, ladies. Hi. And then also we have another guest today, which is our really good friend, Tirza. So um, Tirza, also say hi to everyone. Hello, everybody. So obviously, since um, there's so much going on and wrestling has been pretty weird, um, we're basically are just going to talk about just like hit certain points about what happened um within wrestling um obviously talk about the change within wrestlemania um maybe a couple indie stuff that's still running about any drama that's going on and you know we're just gonna have like a really free flow episode so um first off we can talk about smackdown i did not watch smackdown for many reasons so whoever watched anybody wants to Talk about what happened. I watched. I didn't watch it. I, I watched. watched. <laughs> Why not? You guys. I, I honestly, I, Friday, I was just like, well, I knew they were going to do something for the women. And I was like, they're going to have a contract signing. And I was like, I could catch the, the, the cliff notes of that later. So I just didn't watch it, but I did. I am upset that I didn't get to watch the whole exchange between Paige and Bailey and Sasha. I thought that was pretty good. I saw ended up seeing that on Instagram because the internet never lets you miss anything. So, but I and I saw the exchange between Goldberg and Roman. And I was like, okay, kind of, kind of like okay. Now I really want to see this because. Roman was just like, just straight up called him a bitch. Like, I was like, that hurt. And he didn't even say that about me. So that's, that's all I can remember besides Otis and Tucker going up against Miz and Morrison. I don't 
think anything else happened because I didn't see all of it. I just got the cliff notes. Uh, Otis got that. He like unleashed his inner Hulk, dude. Like that kind of scared the shit out of me. And you can't, you, you just have to feel so bad for him. And it's just like at the end where he's crying and Tucker's holding him and he's like, it's okay, man. It's okay. Just, just it's all right. And it's just like, get you a friend like Tucker and get you a man like Otis. Like, you know, oh, I felt like my heart was breaking. And you know what? I had already watched Drag Race and I was pretty pissed off at that. So like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this well, can't be. That is like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, like that whole storyline, like it, it, it pulls, it pulls at my heartstrings because like it's so, it's so real and it's so, it's, it's so relatable. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? And I think the fact that this is somewhat like this like beautiful girl that he is like totally in love with and like. And, like, stereotypically, it's, like, he's not supposed to get a girl who who looks like that, right? So yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, such, it's such a real story. And I think that's why so many people are rooting for him and love him is because it's a, it's a true story. And um, he just, he just pulls it. He just pulls in my heartstrings. I'm like, Otis, oh my God, Otis. I just like, I want to give him like the biggest hug. I do. Like, it's, it's just, it's so sad, but he don't need her anyway. So it's it's all good. <laughs> her, and, hey. and, her and Dolph, they, they deserve each other. Two, two narcissistic people, they can have each other. So... Ooh, damn. That's how. gross anyway. If you willing to just be with Dolph Ziggler, you got issues. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> who has dated Trisha Paytas, especially now after all the shit that she's done and has been doing, like I just well, have didn't no Dolph respect date like Nikki Bella, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, like the only like okay person he's dated. That says a lot. Well, like, you know. Oh, well, we well out of all of the girls that we know he's dated, real talk, Nikki's probably the best of the ones that we know well, of. Who else did he date? Mm-hmm. Trisha Paytas and Amy Schumer. Wait, who? Like Amy Schumer uh-huh. and Trisha Paytas and Nikki Bellas were the ones that publicly we know for sure he's dated. Okay. And I'm sorry, but Amy Schumer is trash. I don't care what nobody say. That woman <laughs> is trash. Like, she is trash. She steals jokes. She's Trisha awful. Paytas is the bane of human existence, and she needs to be eradicated. But she's a horrible, horrible human being. What's she doing? She has you? no care. Oh my God. She don't have no, she, she's care terrible. She dangerous that she spreads. She don't care about her rhetoric that she spits. You you need to look you need to look her up. If you don't know who she is, you need to look her up. But basically she is very she's like the most problematic person on YouTube and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of them. Trisha Paytas. She's a YouTuber. Oh, I don't know who that is. Okay. 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 So basically her last two stunts that she's done, she's claimed that she was a transgendered man. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's clearly not. Um, How did you lie also... about something like that? Who who does? Oh, no, she, she lies about everything. She went on. Um, she also tried to say that she had EID. If I'm sorry, if I misquote misquoted the mental disorder, saying that oh she had God. this mental disorder, and while she's claiming this, she has previously made fun of, of someone who actually has this disorder. Uh-huh. Wow. Whew. And this I, is just within this eight months or whatever. Yeah, like, because she claimed she was transgender last year at the end of last year. And now she's claiming she has DID. So before all of that, she was rubbing fake semen on her face, a hundred layers of fake semen on her face. She accused her ex-boyfriend, Jason Nash, of being verbally abusive and physically abusive. Um, She did a video about Dolph Ziggler about three years ago about how he ghosted her and left her hanging, but he literally had to go to work to do Raw that night that she wanted to go out. He called her ahead of time and said, hey, I might have to work, but I'll let you know. He texted her and said, I have to work. I'll meet you later. And she still did a whole video calling him a fuckboy. How is this her- person still allowed to have a channel? If she's, like if video. she, if she is, is capable of, of, of things like this. Because she know how to ride the line. So, like, I'll what? put it this way. Right now, the only thing on YouTube that will get you demonetized for sure is talking about rape, having rape in the title of your video, whether you're telling your victim story or whatever, that will get you demonetized 100%. If you talk about the coronavirus in any way, shape, or form, your video wow. is demonetized. Really? Yeah. Really? Why is that? Because they don't want, the advertisers don't want their their brand to be associated with that stuff. If you uh, talk about okay. President Trump in your video, oh, your video is demonetized. That. Brands will immediately pull away from the video because for them it's too problematic. That's too controversial of a topic. But they're not going to do that with a trans a video talking about trans. Why? Because that's a trending topic. It's a popular topic and a lot of people are a part of that community and brands want to sell their products to them. So she says, I'm a trans woman in the title. Oh, yeah, that's going to stay monetized. That's going to get circulated. Harvey yeah. Weinstein is getting oh, yeah, all he got his coronavirus. He just pested. Yeah, he has yeah, he coronavirus. coronavirus. Yikes. Ooh. Jeez, well, people well, all the work. Oh, wow. Well, yep, you, he got what's coming to him. Yes, well, you know. He got punished yeah. in many ways. So he wasn't gentile. They have it. Um, prisoners, especially male prisoners, um, don't like it. They don't like rapists. Mm-mm. So um, he you was a gentile. Way for sexual offenders now, though. Well, before it was, he was in gen pop. It's the same reason why. Regular population. Huh? They put him in a regular population for. For the for the um for the offenders, they didn't put him in the special 
they didn't put him in the sex offenders way because they have one for a while he was in gin pop because they couldn't get a cell for him they had to do transfers and shit what? so wait they had a so, dance. so so he got it in prison mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow there's no other way if he get now Jeff, you had oh gone because you literally had to like so how how does that happen Everybody in prison is isolated. I don't know, man. I mean, you hear now, we can maybe edit. a lawyer. Maybe he got it. With, maybe he been at the court. Or maybe man, he's, man. he's lying. Look, he's I got if if Harvey Weinstein passes away from this, I'm not gonna cry over it mm-hmm. because I'd be like, I'd be like, God is good. There, there is some rightful force in the universe and um it's all gonna work itself out and eventually no i i enough of coronavirus uh, i don't even know why i'm watching nxt i don't feel like watching Johnny no, Gargano and champa thing that that she's done that's pissed me off her newest video i'm um i'm subscribed to a couple of commentary channels that way i can know about the videos without having them and um she put out a video and her newest one is like her saying my my dissociative identity disorder and it's basically her sitting on a floor and talking in like different kinds of voices and i'm like Oh, I forgot she did that video. And I'm like, you know, you are a fucking dumbass bitch. I I don't like you. And <laughs> for someone who who deals with um, mental health every day, seeing somebody like this, just I want to punch Trisha Paytas in the face so fucking bad. And I don't think there's anybody on this fucking earth that would be like you did a bad thing nah bitch what does she even look like how she look like I've a never heard of her. porn star looking girl like she got I've never heard of her. loaded lips oversized titties spongebob square pants body no hips just she just I've not never heard of this person she's one of those girls who who thinks she's all that and hot when reality she's just like a very attention seeking person and and that's kind of like the same way with Amy Schumer and she pissed me off a long time ago um it was right after oh god I can't remember his name it was after one of the guys the guys from the original cast of Jackass passed away um done and um Mm -hmm. Steve, they were doing a roast. Comedy Central was doing a roast, and Steve-O was there, and you could tell he already didn't want to be... Ryan Dunn, um, that was, like, Steve-O's best friend. And you could mm. tell he didn't want to be there, but, you know, he was trying... You know, some people, they just have to work to try to get over it. And she made a comment about Ryan Dunn's um, passing, and the camera cuts to Steve-O, and you know that, that face you make when you're about to cry and get angry at the same time? that's what he was making and he was trying to hold himself together and fucking Mike Tyson of all people told her to shut the fuck up well I don't find Amy Schumer to be funny but my only issue with her is um I didn't know she did that but that's another reason that I like her but she she steals her jokes and she doesn't give people credit for them 
she is her stand-ups are horrible I tried to watch her Netflix stand-up and she's just not funny she just reminds me of a cabbage patch doll on a human woman's body and she just makes me I just don't want to watch her it's like looking at a child a grown child on television she just She's just not funny, and it's not good. I, I, I don't, I just don't like her. But like I said, it's all, it's just. Last time we talked about this, I said at its core, most people that work with Dolph always say he's a really, really nice guy, and he's very professional, which I believe. But it just makes me wonder why are you attracting these types of bitches. I mean, what I, is going on? I found her. I found her semi. I found her semi funny and train wreck, but that was only because of John Cena. Like somebody he, wrote the script. Like. But, so, other than that, I just don't. I don't really care for her too much either. Um. So, other than that, I'm just like, no, I can do without her. And that sucks because she's a female comic and, but, hey, you know. It's just like, you know that this person is supposed to be behind the scenes. You've seen her and you're like, okay, somebody accidentally gave her a microphone and put her out front. Like, she wasn't supposed to be doing this. And I I stand by that statement. I don't give a shit. Like, she's not, (laughs) not You should just write the jokes. Like, she's known for writing the skits, which is fine. So, just write the skits. You're not funny. Period. Well, let's let's try to talk about something good here. Um, what do you guys think of the six women uh, six-pack challenge? I am happy that they did that. Because there was no rivalry for Bailey at all. So I felt like they could have put all of the women in there. Every single one of them could have been in that match. They could have just did a big ass match for Bailey and let it come. And it's going to be a six pack challenge. They could put Tamina in there. Thank God. Thank God they put her in there. I like how it's also an elimination match, too. Yeah. But um, there's some backlash from that too. But I'm gonna let Tears say what she feel about it. I mean, about the backlash. Naturally, and just me being biased, I of course I want Naomi to win. That's my girl. I love her. Um, it would be nice for it would be really nice for. I guess Tamina to get it in the sense of if she does, she can have like a really decent run. And then I hope they find some so or like find some good stories to put her in that like involved title. But at the same time, I, I just don't, there's no build up to her being champion. Um, and I just have a feeling they're going to have Sasha get it. And then they're gonna have their feud and, and I'm just like I don't know how I feel about that either um but I think the match in general is a really good idea and I think 
it it showcases all all of the women with the mm-hmm. exception of Carmelo, which I don't mm-hmm. understand why they didn't put her in it. Um but that's where the backlash came from. Yeah, mm-hmm. like why didn't they put her in it? Um I'm I'm not sure why they chose to put Dana in there over Carmella. But if you ask me, you said you made it up doing shit. I got it. If you ask me, they could have just put all of them in there. This isn't being shady, but Carmella has done nothing to like continue to elevate herself. And Dana neither, though. Dana, I feel like Dana and Dana either. Just don't. We just don't pay attention to her. No, we don't. But she don't give you a reason to. Yeah. But also, my thing is, is like, Carmella has give, been given the platform to do amazing and to do what she's supposed to be doing and do all this. But I feel like she's just so, and this is just my personal opinion, this is just what it seems like to me. I feel like she's so wrapped up into being Corey Graves' boo. I that so sounds very reminiscent of somebody else, but I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. No, say what you want to. Yeah. No, that that just sounds very reminiscent of when Nikki she was dating John. That's what that looked yeah. like, sounded like. But the, the the only difference is John at the time was the face of the company. So, like, she was like, ooh. So, like, if he's the male face, then maybe I can be the female face. Bree just eventually became. Bree mm-hmm. just came along for the ride. And I just think she really didn't care about, like, oh, well, I want to be a really good champion. I just want to be champion so I can be the face of, so I can be the face of this company. And I think that's where kind kind of Carmella is. Like, oh well, I'm in Craig Graves and I'm living in, in Philly and I'm fine. And I'm yeah. I'm but just also like, it's like nobody bro. nobody likes Corey Graves, so I mean I don't know because <laughs> he people like you know No, and I'm not being shady, I'm being serious. He's not like No Corey has a unlikable person. That's 100% true. I agree. His his personality is just so off-putting. And, you know, one day Michael Cole is going to leave. And I don't want to ever think about that day. But it's like, that's why they're trying to figure out who all could work. Because they could never put Corey on, like, the level of, like, what Cole is now, or hell, like Jr. when he was good back in the day on commentary, they he couldn't fit his, his personality is so off-putting, and like he jumps on people on social media, and it's like, would you is that who you want, like as the face of your commentary team? Like, well, I, I mean, if you're gonna talk about making somebody the face of the team, if Cole to me, Tom would I be think a it next should be He's got to, like, I, Tom, Tom Phillips, if you're going to train oh, yeah, him, he like, be... he's the next, he's the one to me that sounds, if you're going to go by 
who has a voice to do it. Because Michael is a very, he's not your color commentator. No. He's your face commentator. He's the guy who keeps the show going. He's your moderator, okay? Tom is the guy. Now, Nigel is like, Nigel is your color commentator. Nigel can do both, though. He can be a color commentator and a moderator. He can do it. But if I'm sitting down and I'm watching a show and I'm asking, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm listening to wrestling. I want to know who my, who my lead guy is. It's not that I don't want Nigel to do it, but I like Nigel as a color commentator. I like him being the guy who's kind of the antagonist of the situation. When you listen to Raw, you're fine with the lead out of Tom making sure we know what points we're at. We're at point A. We're getting ready to be at the top of the hour. Tom is chiming in. You can hear that. That's how the show's supposed to flow. So if they're going to be like, okay, who's going to be next in line? They damn sure need to pick Tom. Tom needs to be the guy. You don't want to hear Byron. No, Byron ain't the one. He's too emotional and and he's bitchy. But I, I, think, I, yeah. I think they should put I a do. I think back it would be there. Nigel or Tom. I think they should put a, a... I think they need to put a female back up there because I think Beth is doing phenomenal on mm-hmm. NXT. She's so good. Like, she's so yeah, good. Yeah, she's improved a lot, she's too. She's awesome. Because when she first got there, I was like, ooh, Beth. <laughs> but she's... Yeah. But then I say that about everybody. That's everybody when they they first start yeah. commenting. Yeah. But I, that's a bit about viral really when we good. got here. I feel like I don't, everybody I don't know. start commentating when when they first come. You're like, ooh, this is rough, and it's rough because yeah. it's hard. Commentating and they just slow them in there. They don't really doing it. Yeah. They don't really train. Well, I feel like you have just, to get thrown in there. I feel like that's one thing you have to do. Yeah. Word. Well, here's where he said he's not used to them holler. He wasn't used to them screaming in his ear in the headset when he was trying to do the commentary. That can be very distracting. So I'm like, how do y'all convey the emotion and the actual conversation that you have on commentary? And still listen and do what they're telling you to do at the same time. I don't know, but I I like Tom because to me he sounds like Michael Cole. Cause like I'll be watching Raw and I'll be like, what's Cole doing back on? Oh wait, that's Tom Phillips. Holy shit! Like he just sounds like a younger. Yeah, like he's he's so calm and he's natural on it. And then like, of course I think honestly of. He hangs up his wrestling boots. I think Samoa Joe needs to go on commentary. I had a fucking Samoa Joe commentary. I loved him. I thought he was so dope. It's just like you know he he played it off. But I was I was watching Botchamania and um they were showing you know botch like botches from Hell in a Cell, and you know if you're a good commentator you can you can play it off. Like if something goes wrong like. You know, like back in the day, like Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, they could they could you know improvise like that. Corey was sitting there calling out all the botches everybody did, and it's like you know you can do that like oh so and so came up short oh they missed like if you know if they missed by like a mile you the comment if you're a good commentator you can make it look like they missed by an inch, but Corey's sitting there 
fucking calling out all the botches. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Stop mentioning the botches. <laughs> and um, I, I mean, I'm happy for Tamina. Like, I just, I want to see her more on actual SmackDown. Um, you know, but um, the thing that I'm just like so taken back by is, you know, we were talking about these uh, toxic fan bases. I would have never guessed in a million fucking years that Carmella fan base is as rabid as it is. Like they're going on, they're going on Twitter. They're calling Tamina, you know, a cunt. How dare you steal Carmella's spot? You whore. You've done nothing the entire time you're there. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, what the fuck did this woman ever do to you? Like, what the hell? I'll tell you why that fan base is so toxic. See, when we watched wrestling back in back in the day, you know, all we had was we had Lita and Trish, but it moved out of that into this diva phase. And I never disrespect them because I understand that they had to do what they had to do so that the women's revolution could exist. Mm-hmm. So I give them, I give them credit on that front. However, what I don't like is when the fans are coming in, these fans are usually fans who came in during that era. So they know nothing about what happened before. And all they care about is this pretty facade that we were presented from the Divas era. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Carmella, and it's no disrespect to her, but just hear me out. Carmella is very representative of that era. I will say she's better than what we've seen from most of the females who were part of that era. In terms of wrestling, she's improved, but she's very reminiscent of what they represented, which was pretty model dancer-like girls who had minor wrestling abilities, who could put on a small performance in the ring, but they were hired because they were pretty. And because they had a nice body type and because they fit a certain aesthetic. That is what she represents. And to those types of fans, she's their holdout. She's the last of a dying breed. Because if you notice, a lot of the girls that are coming in through NXT now, they don't look like Carmella. You got um, Rachel, you got Raquel, I think her name is, the one that's with Coda Kai. You've got Raquel. girls like, um, what's her name? Raquel? Raquel. You've got Raquel. You've got, um, what's her name? Brianna. Um, MJ. Um, Bianca. All these different body types. All these different Shana. types of yeah. women. you got Shayna yeah. Baszler. Mm-hmm. You've got even Tegan and Dakota and Candice, T.O. Shirai. You've got all these different girls. They all look different. They do not represent one aesthetic. Carmella does. So when you're looking at these bandwagon fans that are coming in during that era and how they want their women to be represented, that speaks to that fan and how they view her, which to me, I would be want to be more representative of, I would want to be appealing to all. I don't want to just appeal to a certain aesthetic. And I don't mean to be well, picky I think or rude. That's why, 
I think that's going to be the difference when it comes to when Scarlet finally appears out of nowhere. Because she has, she does, she had like a very diva look because of how she looks, but bitch could wrestle. She could wh- but she could whoop somebody's ass, and that's what's different. And no offense to Carmella, I don't really believe that. Yeah, she's okay, but I can't fridge her completely. Like, what What the fuck happened to Carmella? She was improving so good. Because, you know, she always she got complacent. Well, we always bust her ass. We, we bust her because we're like, oh, super kick, super kick. You know, she does more super kicks than the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks don't even do super kicks that much anymore. And, like... They do. <laughs> you know? But, you know, it's just, like, she was improving so much. Like, when she was with Truth, she was improving a lot. And, you know... Why did now, she improve, though? She had to. She but, had to. But now she... It's and, like she's back to the super kicks again. And it's like, what the hell are you doing why are you going backwards but i think and and this is and and i think or this is from someone who who has who has been in the ring with the promoters and stuff they if you if you fit a certain mold they want you to be a certain way so like they limit your moveset and i'm almost positive that that's the case with Carmella and even with someone like Naomi Naomi has so many things that she can do but she doesn't do them because she can't she has has tons of submissions and like tons of stuff but she can't do them and I feel like when it comes to Carmella they want her to be a certain way look a certain way act a certain way and if, and like if they see you progressing, oh no, wait, no, 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 wait a second. No, like you can't do that. And I think they just they have her boxed in, and that's not entirely her fault. Um, um, it sucks, but it's not it's not entirely her fault. And I think. That just goes back to what you said. She has a diva persona, and the divas is is dead and gone. And I think she needs to kind of like change her look. When she dyed her hair, that was a good yeah, look. They made her dye it back. That yeah, they made her dye it back. Yeah, they, they did. Dyed it. They told her you need to go back blonde. Yeah, I was yep. like, I just told him no. If you're asking me. And I understand that some people, I'm like, I get it. They're telling you to do something. But um, at the same time, it's like, well, is you going to pay for my hair? Because she's like, my hair is like brittle. It's breaking off. I'm like, oh, hell no. If you're not going to pay for the treatment to make sure my hair doesn't fucking fall out my head, with these fucking tapings and blind hair you keep trying to make me wear. The bitches not happy. I'm going to be wearing this brunette hair and y'all just going to be happy with it. Fuck you. I don't care. True that. Very true. Like, that's why I'm kind of excited seeing, like, the new girls coming up from NXT because you know it's 
you know, they're not going to tell Bianca, oh, you, you can't, you can't do certain things a certain way. Or like if Shossie Blackheart, well, you know, if Shossie Blackheart comes up, they're not going to tell her, oh, hey, you, you, you can't have a crazy colored hair. You're, you're, you're going to have to uh, dye it blonde. I mean, no offense to Shossie Blackheart, but I don't see her dyeing her hair blonde. Like, her hair was red when she yeah. was on Tough Enough. You know, it's like, I, it, it, it's, 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 I don't know. I kind of feel like Carmilla, when Carmilla came in, she was hired for a certain aesthetic. And that's just the truth. Other girls that are coming in, I would say, have a little bit more grit to them. So the personas that they already had coming in they are not needing to create anything because they already have that. Bianca is talented and smart enough to be able to be like, okay, I don't see nobody like me in the WWE right now. Yeah, you got Sasha, but you don't have me. So she was able to have, be the, the black girl with the swag and she got the attitude she was like, I want a Beyonce ponytail. I seen her on the on the run too. I want that. I'm gonna do that. She took pieces and created her character on her own. When you think about character, girls like Scarlett and Shotzi, they already have characters. They don't have to create anything. They just have to adapt to this new environment. Carmella coming into WWE, she had to be given a persona or work from what they gave her. Yeah. She was a uh, big cast in Enzo's like valet or manager, and like I remember watching it, like going back and watching old tapes when they showed up, and it's like her thing was she worked at a hair salon in Jersey, and they got her fired, like, and this was like their mm-hmm. way of making it up to her. I'm like, that's the best you could do, like. Yep. I know some bitches from Jersey. Like, why don't you just make her like the hardcore Jersey girl? If that's what, but now she's from Staten Island. Excuse me. But it's like, she's you're, from that area. She's from Florida. Yeah. I thought she was from Florida. No. <laughs> she's not no, even from Staten Island. Enzo, yeah, because Enzo, this is the only time I'll, I'll ever give Enzo Wolf one of his many shoot interviews. He was talking about how he thought it was so weird how they got, because Liv and Carmella came in not too long after one another. And he was talking about how they was thought it was so weird how they gave um, Carmella that gimmick and paired them with them when Liv literally, like, that that was her. Like, she's literally from Jersey, and if you, you listen to her talk when she's not like talking like in a that's what she sounds like and he was like that was literally live so he thought that was so weird he was like she's like from new england yep that's why um people for the longest time kept saying live was just the cheap knockoff of carmella and you know just i don't know she was just i don't know i don't i don't like seeing women wrestlers or any wrestlers going back because it's like when Bianca comes up to the main roster, they're not gonna tell her, "Hey, you gotta cut your ponytail." I mean, there's no fucking way she'd be like, "Okay," she'd be like, "No, keeping it," because they know anywhere they go that. Hold on, just a sec. 
Because these wrestlers know anywhere they go, if they're like former NXT, blah, 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 people are going to watch them and they'll get paid more for it. Well, well no, it's not even that. It's because she she knows her character. Like she, right. Like, she wasn't built from the ground and up. she made that's that like character the, herself. Like difference. Yeah. Yeah. She completely owned already Bianca character, Bianca coming into the WWE, into the main shows like Raw and SmackDown, they don't have to do nothing. She already got it. Carmella came in unknown to Raw and SmackDown. I didn't know who the fuck she was. I did not know her because I didn't watch NXT. So when she came in and Bliss came in, I was confused. But I... We'll say I prejudged both of them, and I was wrong for that. But Bianca coming in to WWE to not WWE but into Raw and Smack or SmackDown, which more than likely she will go to Raw. Bianca does not have to have the same. She won't have the same path that Carmella had. Bianca already got the juice. Carmella had to fight for hers. Bianca had to fight for it, true enough, but it came easier because Bianca attracted it differently. Bianca just has the it factor, and Carmella don't. She just don't. She don't have the skill Bianca has. She don't have the aesthetic Bianca has, and she don't got the vernacular. She don't have none of that. So Carmella's persona, yes, some of it is her. Because it comes out when you see her on Total Divas. When I catch clips of it, I see her. She got the snaps and, you know, yes, honey, she real, you know, you know, her gay vernacular is real strong, okay? But at the same time, Bianca is a, when you see Bianca and you see her from her character to who she is when she's around Montez or when she's just being her normal self, She's very calm. You can see that she understands there's a distinction between her character and who she is. I don't see Bianca coming up to the main roster and them telling her anything about, okay, we don't like the way this looks. You need to change this. I don't see that at all. I see them possibly giving her a run and then them kind of pushing her to the back. But if you get, I don't think Bianca would play as nicely to do that. I think she would make a lot of noise because she seems like the type of woman that's like, look, I got the juice. I'm the one who could put butts in the seat. Put me out there. You yeah. see what I'm saying? She's not like she not like Carmella. Carmella ain't gonna do that. She ain't gonna make no waves. Because I can tell you right now, if I was in Carmella's position and I was on Total Divas and Nia Jax came at me like that, the way she came at her and as nice as Carmella is, I'd have bust Nia Jax over the head with a plate and whooped her ass in that restaurant. Uh, so she disrespectful. You are not the only one. She was disrespectful. That wouldn't happen with nobody else. But it happened it just, with her. She knew she could pull I it off. And I mean, I get the, Nia oh, had no reason not to like her, though. Like, she had no reason to say what she said and and i was just like why is she hating on this girl like leave her alone leave her alone 
leave her alone. I just didn't like, I just didn't like Naya that entire season. I was just like, girl, really? Really? I mean, in, in, in that season, if y'all got me hooked on watching Total Divas, yeah, I'd get me my trash TV somehow. That whole season, Naya was, like, making comments about people. She even took a shot at Dana Brooke, and I'm like, what the fuck is your problem, Naya? Like, I know, I know it's scripted, but are you going to take a shot at, like, every single woman on that roster? She, because yeah. Everybody except the Bellas. And she got mad at Ronda for cutting the promo. I was like, bitch, are you kidding me? I'm like, mm-hmm. really? 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 Wow. We get that it's scripted, but how much of that is scripted and how much of that is, like, for real? Somebody gotta be the villain. Yikes. Yeah, but, you know, but, and I I get Carmella's pleasing, like, aesthetic-wise, but it's just, like, these, I mean, just seeing the fans' behavior, how people are going after Tamina, how people are going after Dana, hell, I've seen people going after Lacey, after Naomi, like, Sasha and Bailey are like the only two people in that match that I have seen that are not getting shit. Uh uh-uh. uh, they get the tag too. Well, I haven't seen it. I've seen it for everybody else except them. I've seen them getting attacked. They called Bailey. They said Bailey's a piece of shit champion. She never should have been champion in the first place. They said Sasha haven't done nothing but just change her entrance music. She ain't shit. She had to go back to her purple hair. Her blue hair is horrible. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm not. Everybody about, is getting that shit. But I mean, I, I, it, like, if I could steal Tears' line from earlier, if I could play devil's advocate, y'all know I have no problem with Sasha as a per, Sasha as a person. But since she's came back, she had one really great match with Becky at like Hell in a Cell, and then, yeah. then she's done. Yeah, that was a good match. She's done nothing. And it's like... Well, what can you do if nothing's written for you? I don't know, but it's just like she's... Walked... she's been hurt, too, though. That yeah. she was hurt. So. But her whole personality, like, if you put her... I know a lot of people are like, this isn't fair, Alexis, but if you put her and Bianca next to each other, I will believe Bianca more than Sasha. If Bianca walks around saying, like, I'm a bad bitch, I'm gonna fuck you up, and then Sasha's trying it. I'm like, I'm I'm believing Bianca more than you. Cause the I'm- reason why I I think that we we have a bias towards Sasha. Sasha, I, you have to understand after everything that she's been through for the last for mentally for her, she's changed. So how she approaches her character has changed. Do I like the bratty? Um, Vince is paying my bills. I'm rich. Persona, no, because she's not executing it properly. If you're going to go the route of I'm rich and you're not, then I need to see a little Ted DiBiase. I need to see some Mimi leaks. I need to see something. I need to see something that makes me believe that you are, I'm a rich bitch, and I'm a rich bitch that'll beat your ass. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't get that from her. I get whiny, second rate, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm getting my nails done today. Let me wrestle today because I'm that great. I'll be there tomorrow. I'm supporting my best friend. 
I'm like, now this was NXT style, so she'd have been stabbed Bailey in the back. Royal Rumble, she'd have kissed. She was yep. stabbed her. At least the character would have done that, okay? But this one, I'm just, I, at this point, I'm just indifferent. I'm just ready for y'all to do something. And to me, this WrestleMania and then pre-taping everything and then going on that, like they on they other they going on a break for a while because with the whole thing going on with the country and everything like that, they don't have much of a choice. No. So they have to stop. And with that being said, that gives you plenty of time to come up with something else to fix this show. And I'm like, it may be a bad reason for you to have a break to fix everything, but a reason is a reason. And WWE got to take a hard look at themselves and try to figure out what they can do to fix this. Because from what I hear, AEW had no audience and everybody was still touting them as one of having a better show. Granted, they did have two things that kind of boosted them over the top with Matt Hardy coming in and Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, coming in for the Dark Order. But well, no, the, also, no, the main difference was how they had, how they presented the empty. It wasn't completely empty because they had wrestlers in the as audience. So there was some type of crowd participation. So it wasn't just like just like completely empty obviously it wasn't like a whole bunch of people but there was like i don't know there was like and also was like the heels on one side and like the faces on the other side so yes there wasn't like a whole bunch of people but there you could like at least hear like you could hear like mjf like shouting or um scu like saying stuff so that was like that's that was the main difference and that's why i that's why i was like well, at first, because NXT hasn't really been the greatest for me the past couple of weeks, honestly. So I wasn't, like, super pumped in watching it. So especially mm-hmm. after I heard last week that AEW was really good. So I was like, I'm honestly not going to watch NXT because it's this dumb recap that I'm still watching right now. And I was like, I'd rather just, I was like, I'm just going to watch an actual show. I don't want to watch something that's just, like, recapped anyways. And that just made it so much different and I said before especially with them being in the performance center I was like why don't they have NXT people in the crowd as like the crowd you don't need yeah. that man especially people who aren't in storylines or who aren't even on TV yet so people don't even really recognize them yeah. and that's yeah. why that was so much that's why that was so much better because yeah. um, both companies are still doing a great job of what they have to work with but I like that a little bit better because there was still some type of crowd interaction. It was funny because you had like MJF and Sean Spears, Wardlow, and like people fucking placing bets on the matches and like Joey Janela doing that jungle chant at Jungle Boy. The uh, 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 oh, the yeah. <laughs> And I'm oh, like, yeah. all right. Well, it was back. There was like reactions to it. Like the guys would be cheering. And you know, and uh, we'll, we'll 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 talk about AEW because I'll I'll just say this stuff. All those guys, like I'm like, okay, if they're going hard for the win for the men's match, they better go hard for the women's match they were having. And they went in for all every single one of those girls there. 
So big props to them for doing that. Um, so we met the host of WrestleMania on SmackDown, Rob. Oh, fucking name is I. So I flipped back and forth, and when I saw him come out, I'm like, I'm not watching this because this already looks super fucking cringeworthy. Well, and, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately. Another done football player who has merch, even though they have people been busting their asses for damn well past a decade who don't have a shirt or a keychain mm. or anything like that. Mm. Uh, and I just actually want to bring this up because um, also this ties in with Goldberg and Roman. I'm getting really sick and tired of, you know, the, the WWE has great talent. They have NXT. They don't need part-timers. They don't need, you know, like, they don't need Goldberg because that, that match is going to, and this is no offense to Roman, that match is Girl, going to be Girl, tread lightly now. Cool. I'm not saying no offense to Roman. <laughs> Roman's gonna go out there. He's no he's gonna put on Straight. a show. I'm not coming for y'all. Tirza is Roman's second wife, so like <laughs> and I said no Ro- offense. Roman to can only Roman can only do so much with Goldberg. I mean, he fucking did he fucked up the jackhammer at, at the Saudi show. And I'm like, he, and like, I watched the clip again. And the way Bray landed, I'm like, he could have really fucking hurt him. And this, I'm like, okay. no, I just, Roman's going to do the best he can. Cause you know, it, Roman is getting better. And you know, you put him with the right person. He can put on a fucking show. Let me just say this. Okay, I'm sorry, Mrs. Reigns. I did not mean to offend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, okay. In regards to him being Roman and the um, Goldberg being in that match, y'all know why he's in that match with him. We know, we know. We know that. So there's that 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 that's happening for a specific reason, which I personally agree with that because I don't want them to bury. I don't want Roman to get buried by the fans. Because he will if they booked him improperly. If this was the thing with him going up against him, it would not work out well for Roman. And they worked very hard. Well, Roman worked very hard first to come back. And then to turn around and just flip him like that and have the fan. It it would make fans be completely turned against him. He wouldn't have a shot in hell with that title. So, I'm glad they picked Goldberg to be the one. Because it'll be an easy win for Roman. I don't think Roman's going to give Goldberg the opportunity to do that, Jack Hammer. That's not shit. That, that shit's not happening. So, actually, they're going to be well, battling Goldberg with shouldn't be spirit. doing that anyway. That, like, he's in his mid-50s. Like, there are just certain moves that you were, were doing at 25 that you shouldn't be doing at 55. Yeah. And that and that is and 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 I'm a Goldberg fan. And like Goldberg. this this is someone who I didn't, don't like Goldberg. 
this is someone who didn't like WCW, but I was a fan of Goldberg. I was the girl who liked the superhero looking type of guy. And I just feel like Goldberg, it's not that he's past his prime I because he's, I think he is still in great shape. He looks great, but there are just certain moves that he shouldn't be doing. And that is, that is, and that's a move he shouldn't be doing. Because he can easily drop somebody on their head. Like he did on the going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not pay attention and kick someone on Brett to retire early. Ooh. That's why I don't like Goldberg because he's just not safe. He's not safe. He hasn't been. And I'm glad that when. Um, um, Brett was on um, broke uh, was on the broken broken skull interviews that he talked about. Hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. Like, how legitimately unsafe Goldberg is. As much as as I love Brett, and, and I respect his work, I just feel a lot of what he speaks comes from a place of bitterness and I feel like that's one of those remarks where I feel like like do you really feel like that or is it because Goldberg Goldberg or just not I think he feels that way because he said something similar about Hulk Hogan and I'm like but the Hulk Hogan like they do to you though well like for you to feel that way well we sure do well it was when they were both in wwe and i think it was wrestlemania 9 yeah brett was gonna win the title from yokozuna but he hogan didn't want that so he used his creative control clause to have them rewrite the script have him lose to Yokozuna so Hogan could come out and be the dominating American hero. So that's where a lot of that came from. But, you know, that's a bunch really? of... That's what, that's what the rumor is. So, um... But the oh, thing... No. But, you know, he's not the only one to come out and say anything against Goldberg. A lot of those guys in the WCW locker room, like DDP, the Steiner brothers, um... Oh God, like Chris Jericho's came out and said some shit. They said he's very, he's a very unsafe worker and he has a very hair triggered, um, what's the word? Temper. And, yeah. and I think in Jericho, Jericho said that it was either Jericho or 
Somebody in the old WCW locker room said this. They go, if Goldberg did not look the way he looked with his attitude back in the day, he wouldn't have gotten a job, period. Oh, that's fucked up. But see, if someone is that unsafe, wouldn't it just... I don't understand why he wasn't just fired. Because at that point... Because he makes money. But but at that point... But you can kill somebody. You become a major liability. Right, and that would be detrimental to the company. You become a liability. And it's not like he did it like once in a blue moon because you're going to get hurt. From what I'm hearing, ECW is a safer working environment than WCW. That's got to be some bullshit. That's got to be some bullshit. No, no. Yeah, no, hell no. Because it's just like you hear you hear the stories from the guys in the back and you know after a while like you can kind of catch them like because they'll say this thing one time and then they'll say it again but then you'll have people it, it, and you know for for everyone thing I'm just coming from Goldberg no I'm I mean as much as I love Grandpa Taker when he came out it's like okay who woke Grandpa up from his nap because he looks pissed like which one <laughs> did it and I, oh. I love 
speaker. Mm. Don't, I'm not trying to say it's Goldberg, but any like Undertaker, I love you. You're my like one of my favorites growing up, but bruh. I remember I you and that ponytail got to go. I remember I saw the Undertaker. I went to a live event when I was ten years old in Madison Square Garden, and had and had third row, third row, decide seats. And I remember the lights just like it went down, and it got really cold in the arena. It was freezing in there, mm-hmm. and then his music hits. And the crowd goes just nuts. And then I see him. It's this huge, huge man. Like, he's huge. And I was like, oh, my God. That's the Undertaker. And, like, I reach out to kind of grab him because I was that close. And I'm like, I grazed his jacket. And he turned and looked at me. And I, oof. <laughs> I never been so scared in my entire life. <laughs> Undertaker was the and he was with Paul Bear too, and I was like, oh my, it was in. I was like, and like I froze. I was like, and Paul Bear, like he gave me that look, and I was like, and like I just, I, I froze, and I was like, oh my god, he's 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 gonna kill me. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna take my soul. I was so scared, but that moment, like he he's a huge man, like he's so big. I was just like, oh my God, it's the, and I just like, it was just, was silent. Like it it was silent and just him just like going to the ring. And I think he fought, who did he fight? I think he fought, it might've been um, one of the Bush, I think the Bushwhackers, I think. And, And I was just like, and he, I was just like, he is going to kill me because I touched him. And he <laughs> stopped and looked at me. And I was like, <gasps> and he kept walking. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, see, like, oh. Undertaker is an icon. Like, to yes. me, like, the, the guys <laughs> are icons, like, Sting and Taker and, you yeah. know, I mean, I could go off on a whole list. So they Taker has nothing to prove anymore. We no. know he's one of the greats. He will go down in history as if not. I mean, not one of the best wrestlers, but he will be character-wise. He will go down in history for his look because when no one thought this was gonna work out, they're like, we're gonna put this dude out there as a seven-foot fucking zombie, and we're expecting people to buy this, and they fucking bought it. It's just like, damn. That was Undertaker will go down as Vince's best in a home creation, period. Correct. And just the way that he was able to, like, reinvent that character, too. Like, he he did the ministry. He did the American Badass. Like, he did so many different versions of that. And for him to still be, like, be doing it, it's, 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 it's amazing, but I think he's to retire. Right now, I think he's needs to retire. He's, yeah, he needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to retire. He needs to have his Ric Flair moment, and then yeah. he can 
He could just help them in the back. I would do. I would let him do be a producer. He don't want back. to go to work every day. Hell no, he, he don't. Fucked up. Oh, right. <laughs> back there and do something. Your ass <laughs> want to come out there and wrestle and go to Saudi every year and make a nice mint going to Saudi. The least you could do is give it back to the WWE in some kind of way. Well, Your you ass know. is taking money from the company willingly. You could do something. No, Taker, Taker needs just to be like the guy they call like because like taker was always vince's dude like undertaker is like the only guy who could hold vince mcmahon hostage for money and get away with that without yeah, any because he's to cuss him out i was saying this before i don't know if i said on twitter or i was thinking it it was with something going on something recently that happened and i was like no one or i was watching something and i said no one disrespects vince mcmahon in the back no more Mm-hmm. They got too much respect for him. I said, no one's cussing him out, beating his ass, tearing up his office. He, like, this is how much Vince trusts Undertaker. When Stephanie started dating, he asked Taker personally to follow Stephanie to make sure this, nothing happened on her date. And he gave him permission to whoop this boy's ass if he tried anything with Stephanie. Permission? Boy. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, and that's that why he, you could have just hired security for that shit. Well, you know, and it's like Undertaker when he did the American Badass thing because it came out of nowhere, and he told Vince, he goes, "I'm tired of being this dead guy. I've been him for fuck how long? Let me do something different." And Vince is like, "Okay, Mark, whatever the fuck you want to do." Like, he was the guy who kept everybody in check, and I think that's where my respect came from, because, like, if you fucked up in the back, they took your ass to yeah. wrestler's court, and he was judge, jury, and executioner. Like, you did not yeah. want to get on Mark. That's what Brett back. said. That's what Brett said, and he talked about that. He was like, the night that they, they screwed him, he was like, the, the Undertaker was pissed. Mm-hmm. He was pissed off, and he was like, where's Vince? Like, he was Pissed. He was so yeah, pissed. he was gonna fight him. Yeah. Well, because he didn't earn the opportunity to do that, though. Well, he, okay, so he has it to should fight. be Roman, honestly. But yeah, Roman's too nice. Roman. Roman's way too nice. He should be the one who should be in the back beating Vince's ass. Right. He's too yeah. nice. He's a good man. He's not. Yeah. He won't well, do that. Vince sets his ass, so he won't. Yeah. Do but it. one thing. Yeah, but one thing he will do is he'll stand up for the locker room. He ain't yeah. gonna let nobody yeah. disrespect any superstar back there. Anybody that's back there, Roman, that's your locker room leader. It's Roman. He's yeah. the one who helped change that entire environment because it still had that old school thing where they were like hazing the new guys coming in and all that shit. And Roman just was like, no, we all came in here. We all had to fight some kind of way to get here. Now we can just make this a true family instead of us being enemies who can work together to better each other's careers. Yeah. That's why it's it's not no chaos back there no more. He was yeah. changing the regime. Well my favorite so be fighting Vince Bray. My favorite my favorite Undertaker story and people have said this is fake and some people said this is true. My favorite Taker story was when Sean was going up against Austin for the title. And Sean was hurt, but he was so hopped up on God knows what back in the day. And Everything. He, 
he was going to change the ending, so he won. And the story goes that Undertaker came up, he pulled him back, he called him by his, his god not his stage name, his actual name. And he goes, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, I'm going to make you pregnant with a pain baby. And he takes it while he's saying this to him. And rumor is he sat back there for that entire match watching it just to make sure Sean didn't do, go off the rails. And when Austin won, Taker just stood up, untaped his hands. He goes, I'm going home. Damn, okay. Well, I'm like, oh, like, no, it ain't no, ain't no, she, Nicole's like, there ain't nobody who's bucking against the regime back there. Everybody, I think the only person who does that now is Brock, though. I think, like, that's the only person is Brock. But Brock barely works. So, well, when Taker left, you don't buck against much. I mean, because at this point, Go ahead. It's like why it's like why I would imagine that this WrestleMania we getting ready to see is gonna be like our end all be all of all these stories, right? So mm-hmm. it's either gonna end a story or start one. So I think with Bailey's title you're gonna start it's gonna start something new. With Becky's title, I think it's gonna to me, her story hasn't ended yet. But everybody else on the podcast thinks Becky is going to lose to Shayna. She is. I I don't think she is. She is. I think she's going to retain it. But Brock Lesnar, I think Brock Jones, I hope, God knows, I would hope they wouldn't do all of this to finally get Drew to where he needed to be, only for him to lose it. At a week WrestleMania at that. I hope to God Drew you know wins. I don't like it. I really, really, really want Drew to win. I hope back to the fact that he will win. But I just feel like there's there's got to be some closure here. And with with Brock Lesnar, uh, you hear the stories and everybody really has glowing, you know, sentiments about him. They say he's genuinely a nice guy. He really keeps to himself, but he's a nice guy. He will talk to you about the business if you want, but he's all very big on respect, which is one of the reasons why he don't really not a fan of Matt Riddle at all. And mm-hmm. it's like you you want I want to believe that Brock Lesnar is not to blame for I know, I'll say this, I know that he's not to blame for his booking and for the way he's able to tap keep the title the way he keeps it. But it's like I hate it. I hate the fact that he has it. I hate the fact that he booked the way that he is. And really the only wrestlers that get any traction Against him, well, got any was Balor, Styles, Brian, and that's it. Anybody else who went up against him either had, oh, and Rollins got one. Anybody who went up against him, and Roman, and Roman, first time he fought him. 
Yeah, they were either immediately squashed or they got squashed in time. And yeah. I just, I just don't like that. It makes, it just doesn't. Uh, Ray Mysterio, but she don't. Maybe she don't fuck to count. She just don't. <laughs> it it just, didn't give WCW anybody. WCW was a mess. What? I just wish. I wish they would drop. The title. I want them to drop that title to truth. I don't think I honestly don't think he's gonna get it. I just I don't know. I don't... Something about it. Something about it is. It seems off, right? Yes. Like I don't. Something, I don't know. Wrong. But I think, I think Becky's dropping that title. I oh, think Becky. Becky is dropping, I, Becky is dropping yeah, that think... title. And like, even if you look at her when she, when she cuts her promos, she looks afraid. Like. Like Shane is scary. She's scary. You can't Somebody came up to you and bit you on the she's, back of the neck. She's scary. And even when she was like in the chamber match watching it, I could see her face and she'd probably go, Oh shit. This bitch is coming for blood. And she I just don't I don't believe she's gonna drop it. If she I, do, fine. I'd be I wouldn't be mad about it. Like I'm not even on the front, I would not be upset about that. I'd be like, good for you. But I because just... it makes sense because they are not. Shayna was such a dominant champion, and and um, which she was in um, which which she was in um, NXT. It makes sense for her to be champion, and like, there's no way they're gonna have her lose that title, like. Becky, I mean, okay. this WrestleMania is going to be dropping it. really weird. And let's just be like 100% real on it. It's going to be very weird. And like, you know, Undertaker's going to beat AJ Styles because, you know, no offense to AJ. I don't want him to, though. Oh, I don't want him to. If you're going to, if you're going to, I mean, I do. He's, he's had so many like last matches and like, you know, Randy Orton's came out and said that, like, they came to him repeatedly, and they're like, we want you to be the guy to retire Undertaker, and he's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. You know, like, I don't see why... Okay, I get because it's WrestleMania, and they want to bring out John Cena, and they want to bring out The Undertaker, but you know what? Like, how they did John Cena last year when he came back as the Doctor of Thugonomics, that was fine. Like, I understand they want to, you know try out these guys because it's the biggest show of the year. But it's at the same time, it's just like, okay, is this how, like, when we were younger and they were bringing back people like, no offense, like Roddy Piper, Rick Flair, like all these guys, and they were coming back, and we got hyped for them when we were kids, but now that we're older and we're like, do we really need to see Undertaker again at WrestleMania? Because yes. Grandpa Taker got a from his nap and looked like he was ready to kill somebody. Like, well, the difference between John Cena last year it was John Cena was supposed to have a match, but uh-huh. since he had so many things he was filming, he didn't feel comf- He didn't have time to like get in a feud with someone because uh-huh. he was like, okay, this is gonna be one of my last WrestleManias. But since, okay, I can't, we can't, he's like, I don't feel comfortable doing a match, or we don't have time, especially with everything that was going on, like, you had, like, 
oh, Kofi Mania and, mm-hmm. and the rise of Becky Lynch. And there was just so much going on and people wanting that title off of Brock. There was no need for him. Right. So, so he was like, okay, let's have him do this cute little pop-up. And it was, it was not, it was, it's cute, whatever, good for John. And so he's, I think he's like, obviously before we knew the circumstances were going to be this, I'm pretty sure he's probably like, and I think when he was also talking about my promo, okay, this is going to be it for me. Like, I feel comfortable with how the company is. I feel comfortable with who they have as a forefront, who's the future. And I'm I'm okay with, you know what, I'm a step away. I'm a let them do. And plus he's so busy with other stuff. I think he it was that this was his rock moment. Okay, I'm yeah. ready to go. And he's so that's why like this was I didn't different. work I didn't work this hard for fifteen, twenty years to leave to actually leave the company to people who I feel aren't who aren't capable of of taking it into the next level and like when he was naming off names I was just like yeah he's he's right you know and he's like they don't need me here like it's nice for me to come back but they don't need me they don't need me so I think I think John's gonna lose at Mania I think he is too. I think I think he's ready. I think he's ready. He's ready to go. And I want and I don't want people being like, oh well, he shouldn't be coming back. I he should come back to lose. That's the point of having old heads yeah. come back. It's which would suck for me because I love over. John Cena. I've been a John Cena fan since day one. Bad rhymes and all. I was yes. John Cena fan. I was a fan. I have all I have so many John Cena t-shirts. I, <laughs> I'm a John fan, so you like, and I my mom. He, he I wants John to Cena. transition, always... and like it, it's that's okay, but like it yeah. just sucks. You know, me and my mom I used to think... argue about John Cena. My mom's obsessed with when, and my mom's not even like, even though she introduced me to wrestling, un, un like unprevent like whatever word I was trying to figure out how to word use but anyway even though she technically was a one two um she was never like a huge like wrestling person like she you know she likes it um when she would take like her clients and when I would take like when she would take me like you know she would enjoy it but she never like was like oh like she would never take time out of her day to watch it but she loved John Cena Oh, my mom yeah. has like 15 John Cena shirts, and I'm not even exactly. We are a John Cena family. Me, oh, my man. mom, my sisters, like we we love John. We love John. Now my mom is more into Roman. She has this huge picture <laughs> of Roman above her bed, <laughs> next to Jesus. Okay, mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, above next, the bed. next to Jesus. But I was. <laughs> I was a rock girl. I love the rock and I love most Stone Cold and and also mostly most importantly the Hardys, which makes me upset. I can't I'm 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 starting to lose weight from the well, I need to lose weight for many, many fucking reasons. That's but, why you're um, up. 
but I had so many like good shirts that I either are too small and I can't find anymore or just like gone in like the yonder years that I wish I could keep. And because I had so many like stone cold shirts, I had like, I was, I was such like a stone cold and I was obsessed Same. with the rock. Like I love my sister this the past rock. summer. She had like, she had like a wrestling themed barbecue where like everybody had to wear a shirt. And my boyfriend's like, oh, hey, that's like, cute. and he was just like, hey, like, I haven't watched wrestling in a really long time. Like, and I'm just like, okay, so who did you like? And he was like, well, I really, I really like Chris Jericho and I really like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I bought him, I bought him the Stone Cold shirt and he still wears it to this day. Like, he still wears it. I'm like, do you still wear that shirt? And he's like, yeah, because it's Austin 316, so I have to wear it. I was like, oh, yeah. but that's like '90s fashion. That's like in. That's in he now. Still wears no, it. that's like yeah, Because you guys know how '90s fashion is in again. That's yeah. like how those those NBA. You remember like those NBA Jam um shirts and like those like bootleg. You know, like those bootleg looking shirts. That's yes. like in now, and so yeah, our wrestling shirts are mainstream. Like I was, there was this girl. On one of my old coworkers, she was wearing like an Austin 316 shirt, and I was like talking to her because I thought she, you know, she watched wrestling because there was a few people at my job who did, and mm-hmm. she was like, "No, I just got this shirt," and I was like, "Oh, girl, bye." <laughs> like that's the hell with a fucking Ramon shirt, and they have no idea who the hell they are. That like really, like go home and. Ooh. I know my it's kind of weird because like you guys said that my mom was a huge Edge fan. She was like in love with him. Like the first time she saw him with like the brood and everything. I'm so oh, no. I remember sitting there watching it with my mom. And here no, no, before a brood, because he comes out and you know, it's like the night, it's his smile. My mom loves like a nice smile. That's why she loves to rock so much too, still to this day. Love you, mom. Um <laughs> she saw Edge come out and she goes, That is a very nice looking young man. I said, Okay. Whoa. Like, you know, (laughs) and then like when we were watching it, it was like uh, when him, him and Christian broke away from Gangrel and they started, you know, their, their tag team. My mom was watching it with me and my dad got up to leave the room. And after he leaves, my mom goes, you know what? If I was 20 years younger and a hundred pounds lighter, I said, mom, Jesus. Girl, my mom used to say all, all types of shit to John Cena. She was like, and she watches Total, and she used to watch like Total, um, she didn't watch Total Divas for some reason, but she watched like Total Bellas, which I oh, don't know God, why. why she, she, doesn't, she doesn't like the Bella Twins, so I don't know why she was watching it. Because John she was on Daniel Bryan for, for she John. Like, yeah, she watched it for John, and she likes Daniel Bryan. She thinks he's funny. Oh, like, she uh, really likes so Daniel dry. Bryan. Yeah, she thinks he's so funny, and I was like, I was like, I love Daniel Bryan. He's my one of my top three favorite wrestlers. He is not funny, but she thinks he's funny. But anyways, this regardless. I'm gonna tell you this though, like, but Daniel, the season where he had to retire, that just like it just it it pulled at my heart. I'm like this poor man, and he was so depressed, and Brie was just trying to figure out how to keep him lifted and what to do. And, and she was so like, sad. I was like, Oh like my Brie. God. I'm like, Daniel. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. Let me, let me that made me really, really like Brie. That whole process of him dealing with that because like Nikki was also getting my nerves because she'd be like, Well, Brie, you have to do that. And she's like, Well, my husband's like literally depressed. Right, right. So I'm going to take care of him. You right. are fine. That showed Brie was a ride ride and ride or die. Like she was standing by her man, like no, it just show that she's compassionate. Like, yeah, not many people can deal with that. I don't know if I can. Because he was struggling. Like a very he, yeah, he was, was struggling. Like, rough. Yeah. So well, let me you gotta be able to love your 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 partner past their pain. Yep. And if you can do that, you can help anybody. Yep. Let me ask you guys this: since we brought up Daniel Bryan and we're talking about part timers, so oh, no. I just honest opinion so you know we've all sit here and we you know said our piece about part-timers we've all gone off on Brock saying you know we don't you don't need to be here anymore so Daniel Bryan has basically said that he that himself he you know is ready to go to part-time which I think is pretty okay in my book I feel if it's beneficial to if it's beneficial for his health, I think he should. Because I, I think he's still having matches as if he is 25. Right. And his matches, I get really nervous. Like, that match he had with, with Drew Pulak, I was sitting oh, there, like, yeah. on the floor. Like, yeah. I'm like, home. oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. So if well, it's, sometimes Daniel oversells. No, but that, he looked that, hurt for real. And I was like, like oh my god. Like oh Drew, god. not not in the terms of him selling the pain. I mean, in the execution of the move. So, like when Gulak did the suplex, he, he on his neck though. A little yeah. higher than he should have, and he just twice fell back. It was it was. Scary, but he overshot that. I think he put too much power in the, the jump to get the suplex over. And I sometimes no, Daniel does that. He did it again. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, stop doing that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I that- think he's realizing that, you know, we, we're we seeing wrestlers who who are now, like, immobile. And they can't, you know, they can't do anything. And, um... You know, Dynamite Kid is probably the first one I think of front and center. And oh, breaks my heart. With with you know, and draws, you know, um, seeing him, that's just it takes me out. And I think with draws. Yeah, draws that's uh, a gym. He got a really his neck got fucked up and um he is basically a paralegic now. Stop. Yeah. Oh it, man. You look, look, look at his pictures, man. It's, it's fucking sad, man. You're just like, this guy had so much fucking potential. Yikes. Uh, so I think with Bree being pregnant and, you know, Birdie getting older, I think it's realizing that it's like, hey, I need to be around for my daughter and my future kid and my wife right. for as long as possible. And um, Bree has said that. Bree has been like, I want you. She's like, I don't want to you be like a vegetable when you're like in your 50s right 
and I understand, you know, say what you will about Brie as a wrestler, but as a wife, she's she's pretty fucking badass. Well, that's her personal well, wife. And, and I never was in question. I've, I've never mean? questioned her. I've never questioned her love for her husband or her personal. That was never in question. I focused solely on her wrestling capabilities. But as far as Daniel Bryan being a part-timer, I don't have a problem with that. I do think Daniel pairing up with Drew Gulak, though, gives Drew the boost that he needs. Mm -hmm. And really, Drew could take his spot. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, Drew fits easy into that spot. Drew has the technical prowess just like Daniel Bryan does. He has, uh, he could be a good heel. He can be very vicious in the ring as a heel. He works well. He has great mic skills. He has presence. There's nothing wrong with Drew. So you could just let Daniel go on his hiatus for however long he wants to do it and just let Drew take his spot. Just let him do it. Yeah, and, and no offense. Shit, cause we we don't never see him. Ali Ali is behind that the, behind the video package. We know this. And I don't glitch. know when he's gonna pop back, but yeah, he's the glitch. But yeah. um, the thing is, um, I respect Daniel Bryan he's for being what? a part timer than I would respect Brock, cause I feel like Daniel has put in more work. Right. He's done. So well, if okay. he wants to There's cut yeah, those little male, they look like little male symbols and then they have like circular rings. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. At weird times. Like once they did it during the interview and it was put up on the back um, Got it. Okay. screen. And I was like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll send you the screenshot. I have a screenshot of a couple of them, Tirza, because I was okay. very into it. Because at first I've I seen thought them it was Killer Cross. And then and I got I'm thinking, oh, like, is something wrong in the back? Or like, What's happening? Like well, I was like, wait a minute. But it's funny, in the group chat when that shit first happened, we, um, I was actually think I think it was Don. He was the guy we had on last week, and yeah. um, I was talking to him, and I go, did he goes, did any or like one of us said, did anybody else's TV just glitch out? And they're like, we're like, yeah, ours did, and then it kept happening, and then like Nicole got the screenshot, and it it's all E, and I'm like. Because at first I'm like, fucking Iron Man? Is that who's coming? Because it looked like Iron Man. Man. <laughs> Not Iron Man, yo. Like, well, I'm, I'm ex- I want Ali to come back, but I, I think it's just what, with part-timers, like with, with Daniel and Brian leaving, because he's done everything. John Cena's done everything. Undertaker's done everything. You know, I think it's not like these other guys who are like trying to take title opportunities, but then you look at Brock and you're just like, why the fuck are you even here? Like, why? No, I mean, like, you're not doing anything. And, like, he, like, I think Brock Lesnar has really turned me off of part-timers, really. I'm just, like, so over him. And now this uh, ex-Patriots football player guy is coming in, and he's he's got fucking merchandise. And I'm just like, Oh, when I tell you. So I saw the clip. I was still in the hospital at the time, so I didn't watch SmackDown, but I was, like, on my phone when I barely got Wi-Fi. Um, and I thought, and I was like, I thought it was music dubbed over his, like, entrance. And then I was like, is this really his music? 
mm-hmm. I was like, is he really doing all this? And then someone had the best tweet. I really wish I screenshot it, but it was the funniest thing, and it was really fucked up also at the same time. And we're like, WWE is really bringing it back to its glory days. You have someone loaded up on drugs, alcohol, and has horrible <laughs> CT, CT effects. Yikes. Just right, rare to go. Oh, yeah, I seen that tweet. That shit was fucked up. Yikes. It's fucked up, but it's true, though. Is he a host, or is he actually wrestling? He's a host. He'll probably wrestle. He knows how to take bumps and shit. Um, I don't think he'll wrestle. I just... He's just like like a fucking crackhead. Like, how is he going to be able to direct a show? Like, I know they... Why like to be a crackhead? No, I mean like a crackhead mentality. Like he's not. He's like legitimately like like what's his name? Like Smokey Robinson, like blowing crack. Like, but he's like has like a crackhead mentality. Like he's not going to be. Why did they just let Bojo host it and didn't let Gronkowski be like his wingman? Why did they just ease him in? Because Mojo is his friend, and like last week they had him like on there. We're in like this. This is one for the Fashion Files tip. It was neon pink zebra print suit. I am not even fucking Okay, the, first of all, let's just put a pin in that. Um, okay, that just made me throw up a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> first of all, Mojo dressed like that all the fucking time. I went to his Instagram, and for New Year's, when they had Fox, do the um and they had the superstars there they had um our truth there and he was up there with um steve harvey and them he had on that same tacky ass gold suit with that um zebra print lapel and i'm just and then he had the audacity to put on tennis shoes with it and i'm just sitting here and i'm like the pimps of the past are crying right now because you just you're fucking up their aesthetic you're you're a horror. He's horrible. And I I I would be okay with him hosting like um, WrestleMania. It makes sense to me to have Mojo be the host and let him kind of be like his co-host. Rob Gronkowski don't really have much of a personality to me. I don't I don't get much from him. I mean he's loud or whatever, but that's I don't I don't understand what the appeal is of Gronkowski. I, I'm like I don't know his position. What did he play in football, babe? What did he do? He was a tight end. I figure he was a fucking tight end, but I He played tight end with Aaron Hernandez. Oh Lord. Oh Jesus! Mm. Another, you know what? I'm not even gonna go down here this episode. No, nah, he, he said what? What did you say? We don't got the lawyers right now for that, Nicole. Savages out there. was that was actually a good pair as a tight end. That was they was, was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, well, that ain't got nothing to do with Aaron Hernandez's personal life. That's just he was an excellent football player, which is fine, you know. But in who's <laughs> the I don't, don't get much from Gronkowski, so I'm just like, well, all the personality comes from Mojo. I don't so what get you it. Putting Gronkowski out there for you guys can call me like old guard or whatever, but I hate it when these fucking celebrities come in and then they say they're trying to wrestle 
And like, I know the guy who played Green Green Arrow came and did something with Cody, and like, apparent and like, he did a really good job. And I mean, he was Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. And mm-hmm. you could tell he actually was trying, and he practiced, and he got with Cody and worked with them. Well, he's, he's a pro wrestler. He's like a big pro wrestling fan, so that's a little bit. Yeah, but you didn't see him having a shirt. I mean, thank God. I don't see- mind. I, I don't mind part timers. Just don't make a part timer champion. Like, like don't give them a title. Like, or make it make them transitional. Because sometimes like it works, but yeah. they don't need to keep it for a long period of time. Right. So. Like I heard when Rhonda comes back, she said that she wants to be part time. Which I, I'd be fine I'm with cool that. with that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I don't think she likes the schedule of wrestling. It's very. But she demanding. needs to hurry her ass up. Oh God! Cause I miss her. So, Hi, so, her? She was she needs real to hurry nice. hell up. She went for real nice and soft. She came Rhonda, out real hurry strong. Hurry up! Hurry up! She came out <laughs> real strong at the end. I was like, she need to hurry the hell up. Okay, ma'am. ma'am. Hurry up, <laughs> <laughs> ma'am. We, she got shit to do. Okay, that ranch don't run itself. Okay, she got to straighten the shit off with that animal blood. Get back in the room. Her and trying to make little mini rondas and shit. That's they got fine. shit to do. Hurry up. I'm like super jealous of her farm. I really am. Like that like always was like my goal one day and like she does it herself. I know. She's so awesome. I know. I eventually I know. want to be able to do that too. I've oh i my grandfather was a farmer and he had like a garden for years and years and years before he got like um super sick. And I always wanted to, like, being able to, I've always, because obviously, like, cooking and stuff like that, I've always wanted to have, like, being able to, like, harvest, like, my own shit. So I've always wanted to have, like, herbs and, like, I don't know about animals, because I don't know if I could do it, because I feel like I get too attached. But I wanted to be able to literally just go in my backyard or go to my greenhouse and just get food or just have food yeah you can do that now yeah i i I mean i'm the same way i couldn't kill a chicken but i wouldn't mind like fresh eggs every morning for breakfast that would be really awesome yeah i would probably just use them for eggs i wouldn't be able to like make like like chicken tenders out of them or anything oh 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 no man uh, uh, I draw the line at animals, and 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 I'm a city girl. That's that's just I, I no shade to nobody who likes the farm lifestyle, but I've never been one to be like that's something that I would want to do. I, I, I like well, I like after we were talking tall, about I prefer it. Like I love the animals, but that's hard. <laughs> it's hard um, work. What do you guys have? You guys saw Braun Strowman's comments. Or is anybody I, familiar with them? Yes. Here is not, but um. Well, I didn't see it. I didn't see, see what it, did. but you guys like briefed me about it. Okay, so um, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Ron, uh, of course we know with everything going on in the world right now, basically indie wrestling is canceled um indefinitely. Uh, yeah, as soon as we put out last week's podcast, MLW, um, they have, they're of course they're pre-taped, so they got a while 
but they have suspended all wrestling shows for at least 45 days. I think NWA said they're doing it for 60 days. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're pre-taped, so you know we'll we'll have plenty of episodes to watch. Um, but you know, re- indie wrestlers are struggling. So you know, if you go on their social media, they're like, "Hey guys, we uh, you know some of them are doing GoFundMe, some of them are just promoting their T-shirts like on pro wrestling tees, because a good back goes to the wrestlers." Um, so Evil Uno from Dark Order and AEW, um, put out, you know, hey guys, make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com if you have a little bit of extra cash. We have some Dark Order merch, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so Strowman decided he was going to put his two cents in. And I quote from Forbes.com. Here we go with more of the same pay for my bill stuff. If you can't afford to pay your bills, maybe you should change professions. That's why I quit Strongman. I loved it, but I couldn't afford to live. So instead of making a GoFundMe or a Patreon, wanting someone else to me, I went out and worked harder than I ever have in my life to get where I am. What happened to being accountable for your actions? And for anyone that's going that's for you to say you're a WWE superstar, just FYI, seven years ago, I moved to Florida with everything I own in a Kia Soul with $150 to my name when I started this. I would love, I have oh. a Kia and I don't see how Braun Strowman fits in a damn Kia Soul. Okay, um, first of all, Braun Strowman was out of line. That's the first thing. Um, and his, his struggle is different. This struggle is not by choice for the indie superstars. It is chosen for them by the circumstances that are given to everyone in the entire world, not just certain people. It has nothing to do with their profession because there are a lot of people who are out of work right now simply because they cannot be in public places where they work. And anybody who doesn't work for a hospital or even a grocery store. Like some grocery stores are operating at half capacity because they don't want to have an immense amount of workers who could possibly give out the virus to other people, which could then in turn shut down their entire store. So one, it was insensitive. Two, he was completely wrong, out of line, and just he missed the point of what these guys were asking of their fans, which to me is not that bad. It's not hard. Especially since half of them don't spend the money anyway on the damn t-shirt. So why not remind them, hey, I got a t-shirt out there. It really help out my family. Y'all don't have a problem with donating to GoFundMe's and Kickstarters for anything else. So I don't see the issue in buying one t-shirt that may cost you 25 bucks. We can't go nowhere. We can't do nothing. You can't go to the movies, okay? At best, you can watch TV and rent a movie, but renting a movie ain't going to cost you $25. So you can't really buy nothing because Amazon's getting ready to shut down. The damn FedEx and everything else that ships stuff out is getting ready to stop delivering. So mm-hmm. pay for the damn shirt. And Braun Strowman needs to apologize because he was wrong. 
his struggle um, of going to fucking Florida and having that damn TSO ain't got nothing to do with these dudes not being able to wrestle because they can't. Like I said, I, I, I just see it. I, I I see it from the from. I see it from several sides. I I see it as if, okay, there are plenty of other important things that you can buy other than a wrestling t-shirt. However, I feel like his his approach to the topic was just very, very insensitive and disrespectful. And I feel like that conversation or tweet, it didn't call for his opinion. And I, I just feel like if you don't know, if you don't know to say, say nothing or just simply mind your business. It's just uh, like when people say, oh, why are people bugging out that they can work from home? Not everyone, not everybody has that luxury. Right. Like there are people who have been laid off. Like they've been fired. So like it's not just a matter of begging people to pay your bills. It's hey, like these are shirts and if you want to buy them, great. And there are people who are are buying plenty of other things like makeup, accessories. Okay clothing, shoes. So what is the difference with buying with buying a wrestling shirt than someone buying makeup brushes from Sephora? I feel so called out right now. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, you know. You know. Every everybody's hurting, you know, a, a yeah. friend of mine he got laid off of a job that he had for five years and, you know, he loved his job. You know, he got laid off and he put on Facebook that he goes, I haven't cried since I was 13 years old and I'm now, I'm just now crying again. I was like, cause they don't know if they're going to, and you know, it's, it's not, I think Braun should have just kept his damn mouth shut and stayed yeah. in his lane. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody's fucking hurting right now. You, you know, um, small businesses are worried if they're ever going to open again. You have people who have online stores are wondering, you know, am I going to sell enough shit that I just might be able to buy food for my family, food to get by for me? Um, you know, it, it he should have just kept his damn mouth shut because this had nothing to do with him. Now, Evil Uno called him out by name and, you know, cussed him out or this, that, and the other, then I can understand him saying that. But he, that's bullshit. He needs to shut his, he needs to apologize. Like, you know, first of all, that just makes you look like, you know, an yeah. asshole. Entitled. Very entitled asshole. Entitled like, and privileged. Like, okay, you well, know what? he is. 
Well, ladies and gents, we ran out of time. Y'all know we got to keep it going. We got to keep it no less than an hour and a half, maybe two hours at the max. We don't want to overload you with too much. So we want to make it sweet, short, and simple (laughs) to the point. Listening to an hour and a half of a podcast can be a lot. So if you guys want to follow us on social media, you know the drill. Our social medias are on Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, we are at Down for the Count 19. And on Instagram, we are at D4TC underscore podcast. And that is our Instagram. You can contact us on both of those platforms as well as on Anchor. If you guys want to have have a topic for us that you want us to hear. If you want to talk to Tears Lynn about wrestling and so much more, you can contact her on Twitter at Tears of Dance Star, or you can contact her on Instagram at I am Tears of Lynn. Alrighty, so you guys make sure you guys keep us in your <laughs> rotation go back and listen to some old episodes that kind of occupy your time you can fight with us and argue with us and voice messages and all that good stuff we love hearing from you guys i really we really really do so make sure you guys keep the voice messages coming and we'll see you guys in our next one peace